Welcome to One Hand One Bounce, we're a Tasmanian sports podcast. I'm Luke and I'm a massive sports lover, been lucky enough to be employed in sport, I'm volunteering in sport and I'm a proud parent and coach and love being involved in sport. And hi, I'm Ollie and I love my footy, my soccer and my cricket. I pretty much love all sports and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to One Hand One Bounce. I'm here with Oliver. Hello. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Apart from our sporting team results this week. Let's start positively, mate, for this episode. Okay. Let's start positively. So we're going to try a little change up to what we've been doing. Instead of sports talk, we're now going to call it the weekend forecast. And it's still going to involve a bit of a recap of what's happened in the last week or so. But it's also going to preview um, the sport that's coming up over the weekend and the next week and a chance for some predictions and uh, sort of what we're going to look out for. Yeah. How does that sound? Good. All right. So maybe we start with a recap. What caught your eye in the last couple of weeks since we last spoke? Um, The Hurricanes are out of finals in the Big Bash. Yep. Hurricanes another season down. Yep. Um, the Heats who haven't lost a game in the Big Bash. Yep. The Heat looking very good. Scor- uh, Scorchers have had a bit of a yeah, wobble? Uh, no. no. They lost to the Heat at home uh, in Brisbane. Okay. That's not a wobble. Okay. Um, so we've been watching a bit of Big Bash. Hurricane's no good, so we don't really want to talk about it. Um, what else has been going on? There was the... Aussie women over in India. Yeah. Um, okay. I lost the test, but won the... One day isn't the T20s. Yep, by series. So good result. Test, not so good, but always going to be tough, I reckon, in those conditions. Yeah. So, and I think, look, it's healthy for international women's cricket that India do win some mm. games at home, particularly tests. So... It was a competitive match, so that's um, that's positive, I think. Yeah. Um, Aussie men? Yeah, they won the Test Series 3-0. It sounds like they coasted, but that last Test was quite competitive, wasn't it? Until um, when Pakistan were 2 for 60 and had like a 70-run lead, it was looking competitive. But then when they were 7 for 68, it wasn't looking <laughs> quite so competitive. So what did they lose? Like for for 10 or something. Yeah, right. All right. And what else has been going on, mate? Um, We'll we'll get to tennis in a minute. Well, it hasn't. NBL. NBL. Jack Jumpers lost in double overtime last night. Oh, what a heartbreaker that was. And we had it in the first. So just just to go back a step, we were watching mostly the Big Bash. We actually forgot the Jack Jumpers were on. But Until three-quarter time. We turned it on just late in the third quarter, watched bits and pieces, but halfway through the last quarter we flicked back to the Big Bash because Jack Jumpers were down by ten yeah. with five minutes to play and we thought, ah, oh, that's gone. And then <laughs> we sort of forgot to check and then 
looked again and it was in overtime. Yeah. So we uh, flicked it back and we watched most of the first period of overtime and we had it, we had it sewn up. Mm. And then that foul was a bit of a iffy call, but I mean, they're so technical. Those no, foul calls. Can't do anything, really. So Crawford fouled the guy that just put up a Hail Mary three shot that was never probably going to go in. Yeah, and they right. were three behind with like a couple of seconds to play. And he sunk all three free throws. Yeah. To make it level. And then we had a shot on the buzzer, but it was from halfway. It was never going to go in. So then went to second overtime. And again, we. Look, we're looking good, but just late they they hit back and got in front, and then we just couldn't get it done. I think they lost by three points on Wednesday night, um, like in a close match as well. So yeah, somehow we're Four, we're still third yeah. on the table. So four days in a row: Tuesday night Hurricanes lost, Wednesday night Jack Jumpers lost, Thursday night Hurricanes lost, Friday night Jack Jumpers <laughs> lost. Oh dear, that's sport, hey? Yeah. Um, um, but they're still, yeah, Jack Chapman's still third on the table. Yeah. They're the, basically leading the whole big pack. Um, because um, United and Wildcats are mm. quite. Wildcats are actually not too far ahead, mm. but. Well, yeah. third means we get, um, don't we play, isn't there like a playing series where yep. first and second skip? That would mean we'll get two home games if we were to finish we're, third. We're like third. if it goes to That's three. Right. Yeah. So third or fourth, not a, not the worst spot to finish. Yeah, um, obviously you want to finish six, one or two, but um, but we just need to find some form because we lost four out of five. And I was looking this morning; we're actually at home. We're five wins, six losses, and so away we're doing better away than home. Away we're six and five. So if we can just get a couple more home wins mm. um, to finish the season, that and still be good on the road, then. Mm. We might be right, but anyway. It's like the Hurricanes going to just quickly say, I think they've lost 13 out of the last 14 matches out of Tassie. Mm. Our only win was the one against the Renegades a week and a bit ago. Yep. The Renegades aren't very good, so. Yeah. Actually, our last two wins away were against the Renegades. Were they? Yeah. There you go. So. There you go. All right, so that's a little recap on what's been going on um, in particularly Australian sport, over the last few weeks. So looking ahead to the weekend, we sit here as we record this on Saturday morning. What's on over the next few days, well, mate, or the next week? Um, Obviously Big Bash continuing. Let's, yeah, let's touch Big on that. Big Bash finals. Uh, what, what's your predictions? You, um, you talked about the heat. What do you think? How do you think things are going to end up? Well, they're already in, got a home final, like yep. first final, so... Well, at Carrara, which is, yeah. Yeah, well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because, because of the, the test. The Gabba is out of action with the test, yep. yeah. And then um, I can't remember what I was going to say. That's okay. I'll forgive you. Um, yeah, I don't know. So any other thoughts on Big Bash? Who do you think might challenge the heat? Scorchers and Sixers. So my three least favourite team, but... <laughs> Oh, and then if the Stars make it, it means my four least favourite teams will be in the finals. It's not all about you, mate. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know who I want to win it. As in, we had yeah, the out of those four. championship predictor for the Sixers. 
in cricket cards, so yes, maybe that decides who I want to win. The and then there's a couple of, like Silky plays for the Sixers. Yeah, we like Silky. Yeah, but I don't like um, James Vincent. No, I know, and the Sixers have won a lot, and yeah. the Scorchers obviously won a lot. And the Heat have been yeah. good a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, just quickly touching on the crowds should be best. Yeah, they've been really good. They've in three at three different venues. They've cracked forty thousand, and they would have cracked forty thousand at the MCG in the Melbourne Derby. If it wasn't for the rain, yeah, and there, I think there's a chance they might get forty thousand tonight at Marvel. They're saying in Melbourne Derby, and it's Aaron Finch's last match for the Renegades, like home match. Yeah, okay. They're saying it's looking like close to a full house tonight. Yeah, which, which should should it, be forty thousand. It would hold about fifty thousand for crickets. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you think the shortened season? Has been good for the crowds? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's worked, hasn't it? Not good for the Canes. No, but... Well, it's because we always start off interesting. Yeah. We lose our first couple of matches. Then we seem to always get a roll towards the back half of the season. Then we're in a chance with finals, and then we lose our last couple <laughs> of games. We end up finishing like six every year. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, putting that to the side, though, I think... I think the comp is the right length. I think the yeah. 10 games is good. I think 14 is just that bit too long. I think it also, 14 games allows a team to have a bad run and then just get on a roll. Yeah, like what the Heat did last year. Yeah. They're and like I, one and six or something. And I get that in some ways that's good. You're never out of it. But I think you need to reward the teams that are consistent yeah. in winning or, or lose close ones. And um, I think. By what you've said, with the the heat, the sixes, and the scorches being right up there, and then the stars finding some form might might pinch forth. I think that's the right result mm-hmm. um, for the comp, and I think the crowds um, are showing that you know people are voting with their feet that it's yeah. the right length of season. But I think um, I don't know, but I feel like something needs to be done because I feel like. The Scorchers, Heat, Sixers are overpowered. So if you think, Hurricanes, Stars, Renegades and Thunder have won two titles between themselves. Yeah, but... And then the other teams have won all the rest. But you look at those teams on paper and then... Yeah. It's... But every every year it's the same four teams down the bottom. Yeah. So... Yeah. I think it's the nature of the format, T20, it's... Yeah, it's a bit of a lottery and it's, you know, just those little little things that make a big difference in the yeah. end. So that's where the challenge is for, for those other teams um, and definitely our Hurricanes to, to be able to find those little 1% improvements and, and find those players that are going to add something and, and you know, um, try and get them up, you know, battling in the finals. And I think, you know, to look at some positive, I think Nikhil Chowdhury, good find for the Hurricanes. Yeah. I think Chris Jordan's been a solid import. Um, so, you know, it's not disaster. Mack Wright, you know, mm-hmm. getting an opportunity and has shown he, he really does deserve a spot at that level. Um, 
On the flip side, there's obviously been some disappointments with Sam so, Hain. Well, he's an English batter, so. <laughs> Not delivering, which we've seen before um, um, from other English I, batters. I think we need to stop getting English batters. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, that's about five now that have averaged about ten for us. Yeah. And then, you know, Wade's a difficult one because when he's been there and, and you know, when he fires, he wins his games, but he's he's had some injury Troubles, which meant he hasn't been able to play consistently. So then, yeah. So anyway, we'll move on from that. So Big Bash, you're thinking Heat are favourites to, to yeah. win the whole thing? Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Moving on to tennis. So just a little recap. We did get up to the Hobart International. Yep, which um, final is today. Yep, and we watched on on the live stream yesterday, we watched Semi. Daria Sabal, um, or Seville, um, in the semi-final against Elise Mertens. Um, unfortunately, Mertens got up from an Aussie perspective, but, geez, it was a good match. Yeah. They probably kind of wish for, like, the tournament organisers. That's probably best-case scenario. Mm. Like, Aussie, like, underdog... But they probably would have wanted the Aussie to win because if you think there won't be heaps of interest in the final today, whereas yeah. it would have been a lot more interest if there was an Aussie. I do remember back in the day, uh, 2003, I think it was, Alicia Mollick won the, won the Hobart International. I did go to the final and I remember the atmosphere was sensational and that was that was before they really built the new was, facilities. Yeah. Um the, the sort of permanent grandstand, so there used to be an old temporary, um, like sort of scaffold type stand that they'd put up on the road side. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what was on the other side, um, but yeah, very sort of small, you know, small stands, but uh, now, but a similar atmosphere to what there yeah. is now. So I think the way, the way they've developed that centre court is, is great, like it's, it's not too big. Um, so well, they get at least fifty percent full for pretty much every. You were there during the day yeah, on Wednesday. Yeah, it was about fifty percent full, and then the and night then, sessions. Yeah. Get more people as well. But so. it was a really good atmosphere with that number of people, wasn't it? Yeah. So we did manage to yeah see, uh, see several uh, get the win when we were up there on Wednesday. And yeah, it's Hobart can support both the tennis and the cricket and the basketball because like on Thursday night there was the bar- the cricket and the tennis and they still got like nine thousand to the cricket. Yeah. And I think yesterday they still got a pretty decent crowd. I mean the day before to the tennis. Yeah. And then same yesterday there was the basketball, but they still got a good crowd to the tennis. Yeah, I think so. Yep, that's right. And I think that's where, like we're saying with um, the Tennis Centre, it's not too big. It's just the right size for Hobart. Um, We only get that sort of one big tournament a year. Um, And, look, if we ever did get the opportunity to have some sort of bigger tournament or, you know, like a, not saying it's going to happen, but like a a Davis Cup Mm. style you know, event or something like that. Well, you've always got My State Bank Arena where the Jack Jumpers play that you yeah, could well, bring in a temporary them, court. You've seen them do that. Um, RAC mm. Arena and John Kane both host tennis in the summer. Yeah. And 
that just make sure not to schedule any NBL games there for a week. Yeah, that's right. A week and a half. And that's where you can do your Launceston games for the Jack Tempers. Yeah, that's smart. Um, I'm not, I haven't checked out the technicalities of whether my state bank could actually host a tennis corporate eye. I'm just um, assuming it would. It'd be big enough. Yeah, I assume it's the right dimensions. If it can hold a basketball court, then I assume it can have a tennis court. Yeah. Um, And quickly, all the bottom settings temporary as well. That's a good point. So you can always move and have a couple of less rows because well, it's four and a half thousand already, so if it only has four thousand, it's still bigger. Mm. So that's another thousand, at least another thousand people sit there. Yeah. Um, So looking forward from a tennis perspective... What are your What are your thoughts? We've obviously got the Australian Open just around the corner. When does that start? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, um, some good like it's a good chance for the Australians on the men's side more so than the women's side, because we've obviously got Damon Newell, who's world number ten, and he's got a cup a good first round like. And he because he's world number ten and seated tenth, he won't have to encounter any super good players until, like, the fourth round. Yeah. And with the home crowd, he should do pretty well. And then we've obviously got, like, Popperin and Jordan Thompson and, like, Christopher O'Connell, all those types of players who can hopefully make it through to, like, the second or third round. And then qualifying finished yesterday and a couple of Australians made it through from the men's side. But, unfortunately, they drew seat they um, are facing seed number 22 and seed number nine in yeah. the first round. I guess that's that's what tends to happen with the qualifiers. They they come up against the seeded yeah, players. not always. Not but, always, no. But unfortunately. The luck of the draw, as they say. Literally, yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm looking over here to the side. You've got Australian Open predictions, which you spent a lot of time on yesterday and today. You've... Do you want to just talk people through what you've actually done? Just, yeah. Just summarise what it is that I'm looking um, at. I predicted every single match in the tournament. In the singles? Yeah, both women's and men's. So I could do the doubles, but that draw hasn't <laughs> been released yet. It's so. a smaller draw, isn't it? It's hard. Yeah, it's yeah. only 64 <laughs> instead so, of 128. So what you've done, just to talk people through, we've we've got in front of us here, you, you've mapped out, Every one of the first round matches, which has now been scheduled, so you know who's playing yeah. who, and you've predicted who's going to win that match. Yeah. And then from that, you've then predicted who's going to meet in the second round. Yeah. And who then wins that match, and so on and so forth, right through to the final. So, right. do you want to maybe just pick us up at the Quarters. Quarters. Yeah. Who, who have you got getting through to the quarters? So we've got Djokovic and Sitsipas. And who's winning that one? Djokovic. Okay, yeah. Um, we've got Yannick Sinner and Alex Demonure. And, um, oh, yes, go the Demon. Yeah, he's getting up because... Um, through the semis, that's massive. Yeah. yeah. Um, Holger Rune and Felix Auger Aslami. So Aslami, Aug- yeah. Yeah, he's seated 29th, but he has been top 10 before. He's pretty good, this alarm, yeah. Yeah, and then Casper Rudd and Carlos Alcaraz. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, that, so then who meets in the semis? Um, Novak Djokovic and the Demons. Oh, how massive would that match be? Well, he, he met 
Djokovic in the Australian Open last year, but that was in the fourth round. Yeah, what about a semi? Yeah, all right. And who gets through? Um, Djokovic in mm, fourth sets. Bad news. All right. Yeah. And then Holger Rune and Carlos Alcaraz. That's, yeah, that's a good semi. Yeah. And he goes to five sets, and Alcaraz wins. So it's, wins in five. Yeah. yeah. So it's number one seed v number two seed. Oh well, that's a bit predictable. But I'm going with the upset here, and Alcaraz wins it. Excellent. All right, I'd like to see that. All right, and on to the women's. Who have we, who have we got through to the quarters? Um. Okay, so we've got number one seed, Igus Viatek. Viatek. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> this is always the challenge of tennis names, isn't it? Yeah. Pronunciation. Yeah, they've all got like, long names. It's a bit like the twelfth man and the Pakistani name pronunciation. Yeah. yeah, and then she will be facing up again. Victoria as a ranker. Yeah. And then Elena Rubikina. Rubik- yeah. Yeah. Versus Jessica Pagula. Pagula, yeah. And then Marie Sakari. Yeah. V Pokoga. Yep. And Anjibur V Sabalanka. Okay. And who gets through to just talk us through the semis and who wins the semis? So Shwetek and Rubikina. Yeah. Yep. And Shwetek wins the first set, but Rybakina wins the next two. Oh, so yep, Rybakina into so, yep. the final. And Sakari and Sabalanka. Yep. Um, Sabalanka wins the first set, Sakari wins the second set, and then Sabalanka wins the last set in a tiebreak. So Sabalanka and Rybakina. Yeah, so number two and number three seed, and Rybakina wins the thing in a tiebreak. So she does she knock out um Swear Tech, is that what happened? Yeah. So she yep. knocked out Swear Tech. Yeah. She knocked Ma- out Made it through and is the champion. Yep. Ribokina. Okay, yeah. there we go. So Ribokina and Alcaraz. Yep. Are your predictions. And for the Aussies kind of say I've got Kokonakis making it through to the third round. Um Thompson through to the second and like I think O'Connell and Pabe and Kubler. In the women, I've got Tom Lenovic through to the third round, Sabal through to the second round, and Gadecki through to the second round. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Very um, good. So, I know what you'll be doing for the next two weeks, mate. Yeah. And also, Watching tennis. can I just say, in no. the Br- Brisbane International, Oh, yes. Business Bennett and Adelaide finals days today as well. Yeah. Um, Holger Rune was defeated by Grigor Dimitrov in the final of the men's. Yeah. Brisbane International and um Rebecca um beat Sabalenka in the women. So that'd oh. be a rematch. So that's a of preview the, of yeah. the the Oz Open final you yeah. are thinking. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. All right. And um just a quick mention as well, we've got we've got club cricket going on this weekend. Yeah. Um Clarence. I'm, I'm actually not scoring today, which is a bit no, unusual, but heading up, tomorrow. heading up to the northwest coast of Devonport to uh, score for the Clarence women's first grade team tomorrow uh, up against the Northern Raiders. Um, so that's going on. We've got men's first grade in one day matches yeah, today Clarence. and then second and third grade are playing the second day of a two-day game today. Um in first grade, Clarence lost a couple of early wickets and Liam Guthrie's playing for King Rock. Mm. So, yep. not good. See so how they go, get on there. Yeah. And um, 
And then we've actually got the under-16 uh, female championships coming on, coming up, the national championships, that is, are being held in Hobart in, yeah. in the next little while. Um, so that will be good to uh, catch a bit of that action and, and see the, the up-and-coming uh, women's cricketers of the future, um, yeah, ha- having yeah. guarded in Tassie. So mm. we'll, uh, we'll touch on that. Probably next time we we speak on the podcast. Yeah. All right, we might finish up there, mate. Yep. Thanks very much for your time. Yep. And we'll speak again soon. Thanks for listening, listeners. Bye. Bye.